That Force Radio. That Force Radio is rated M for mature. Or should that be immature? Hey guys, Dustin Wint. Hey, this is Scott Snyder. This is Paul Dini. And you're listening to Bat Force Radio. And you're listening to Bat Force Radio. You're listening to Bat Force Radio. This is Tom King. I write Batman Bitch. And this is Bat Force Radio. Alright, welcome to Bat Force Radio, a Batman slash DC podcast with no limits. Kick it down your door. We're bringing everything from the world of DC, comic books, video games, movies, animation. Got the panel. Let me just get the panel out of the way. I got Arkham Inmate 0801, aka Diggity from West Virginia. Yep. I got Arkham Asylum LPC from Jersey. What's up, everybody? Oh, got Grandpa Batman from Texas. Howdy. Robin Cross from Canada. Oh, cheers, me old background. <laughs> I got the, got the, got the grumpler from New York. Grump, grump, grump. Grump, grump, grump. Right, tonight's a good one. Tonight, I feel, I wouldn't say it's overdue, but I've been excited to do this episode for a long time because this is probably one of my favorite stories ever told in the DC universe um, by the legendary Jeff Johns. Um, we're covering Flashpoint. We're, co- we're covering Justice League, the Flashpoint Paradox tonight, or more commonly known as the Flashpoint story, um, as well as the Flashpoint um, animated movie, which we're going to go through uh, simultaneously as we go through the main story. And also um, the, the world of Flashpoint featuring Batman story that deals with uh, Thomas Wayne and Martha Wayne by Brian Azzarello and Eduardo Riso. Um, just a quick, um, for anyone who's not familiar with the story or um, comic books in general, whatever, uh, my Flashpoint is like an alternate universe that takes place in the actual universe of DC, and um, it's to me it's one of the most brilliant ideas ever. Because basically, what happens is uh, the Flash Barry Allen alters time through Speed Force to save his mother from being murdered, and that creates a ripple in time that just sort of wreaks this havoc on the world. The way the time and the um, stages of activity and time are altered. The sum up before we go into the actual story is pr- pretty much Wonder Woman and Aquaman go to war, and the word the planet pays for it in terms in terms of just everyone being destroyed. And all the DC characters just have their tales rewritten, their their timelines completely modified, and it's really interesting. I think one of the main key points, most notable points in the Flashpoint universe, that is altered timeline is the fact that it's Bruce Wayne that dies instead of Thomas and Martha Wayne. And in the process, um, Thomas Wayne becomes a very grizzled, dark Batman, and Martha Wayne becomes this Joker-like figure. And, you know, the rest of the Justice League members have their histories changed as well. Pretty um, Half of them for the worse. But um, if, if anyone has watched the Flash TV show, a large part of up to now, the, a large part of the Flash TV show has been based around uh, the events of Flash. Which is pretty awesome. Um, it's crazy to think that the same man who wrote Flashpoint is is the guy who wrote The Dark Side War. I mean, this guy knows how to just bring in all of DC's characters to fit. Jeff Jones is so good at bringing all these characters in the story, but not letting them 
blend into one another. Each each character right. it maintains the integrity of every single DC character in his story. And you know, we're gonna talk about that as we go through uh the plot line. But um open it up for, first, what do you guys what were your guys' initial thoughts with this story? Um maybe one of someone can explain like how it unfolded through um the floppies like what what um the side stories in the actual main story and how that came about uh, Wes? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing it was one of the most creative elseworlds or any story that i'd ever read before uh you know they found a way of taking all these characters with all these rich backstories and, and mythos. And, you know, at this time, there was plenty of other established Elseworlds at the time that had done all these different variations of these characters. But it was like something completely new. And, you know, you got like different standalone issues exploring the main characters of it. You know, you got the uh, you got the standalone with Batman, the Thomas Wayne Batman kind of explaining what happened with him. You got the. You got a standalone for even Flash, explaining the backstory to what led up to Flashpoint. You got, you know, Wonder Woman and Aquaman, Cyborg, everything. It was it was all good. Every single one of them that I read, there was no, you know, you never read one was like, uh, this one's kind of lackluster. The others were really good. Like every one of them is great, and I totally recommend anybody to even pick up the standalones to read them before you go to read the actual story. Because it'll really give you a greater appreciation of the actual book. Mm. Now, it's, it's a big commitment to do everything, though. If you're uh, jumping into everything, just be aware. It's 61 issues it uh, is, for the yeah. whole story. It's a big story to take in, oh, for dude. sure. Oh, man. Wes, go through. That'll take Wes a whole half hour to go through, man. That's tough. <laughs> <laughs> so for the, for the readers, this is the one question I have. Because, you know, they do have the, the one-off stories. you know, and, and all of these are now in, like, collected trades. But... Are there pieces of the, you know, spin-off stories that actually intertwine with the main Flashpoint story, or are they all totally separate and just kind of more substance to the main Flashpoint story? They they basically lay the groundwork. I mean, you wouldn't have to read them, I wouldn't necessarily say, but it's going to give you a greater overall appreciation of the story because throughout flashpoint there's so much going on in the main storyline that they don't they get a little bit of time to kind of delve into why these characters are acting the way they are and all that but if you read those standalones you get a full-on you know description of everything that's gone on in these characters lives what's changed you know when barry changed you know uh everything by running back you know through speed force and stuff it it you know fully explains everything going on and and there's major differences it's stuff that you would really want to know uh before going into the main story it's certainly nothing you have to read and it's not going to really like connect like crisscross into the main story it's mm-hmm. more kind of like of a starting point i would yeah, say it, it, it doesn't it's not like a crossover event where you have to read flashpoint number one and then you have to read this issue for the next part and then go back to flashpoint book two and then read this you can read all the Flashpoint issues in a row without missing anything. And I'll be honest, the reason why I asked that question, one, to kind of, you know, answer the question for the, the listeners, but also myself, you know, I've read the main Flashpoint title, but I've only read like the Flashpoint Batman standalone, which kind of goes into more about the death of Bruce Wayne and how his parents, you know, dealt with that and each kind of went their own separate way. I haven't read any of the other ones involving, you know, the other characters. So I just kind of wondered if I was going to be double buying something or is it actually something new and fresh added to the main story? 
From what yeah. I remember, I think uh, Booster Gold miniseries was important. Um, mm-hmm. The Wonder Woman and Aquaman miniseries obviously were important because they're you know two warlords against each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. some was... some of the other ones like there was like. I think some of the ones that were maybe just one shots, one or two issues, were sometimes less important, like the Canterbury Tales issue and stuff like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm. I think the Lois Lane Resistance thing was important because they had a yeah kind of big role, and the the Shazam kids, um, yeah. they pop in and out of the main story. Mm. With the way. DC's been churning out these um, uh, omnibuses. Uh, Robin, what's the odds of us getting a Flashpoint omnibus eventually? I mean, we're getting a, a Dark Side <laughs> War omnibus later this year, so uh, that's that's gonna yeah, be, uh, yeah. Honestly, I'm surprised if there isn't one printed already. Right. Mm-hmm. Put it out around the time the movie came out, you would have thought, but uh, yeah. Well, it's, it's weird. I feel like DC is only really starting to get in, like really banging them out now like that's true they well i think it also depends on you know how well they sell because i think robin you can probably attest to that is that you know a lot of times these big books come out and they don't sell as well as you know other stuff because mm-hmm. it is such a big commitment to the price i don't know Maybe. oh yeah yeah there, there's definitely a, a much smaller market of people that will buy you know a, a 50 60 dollar omnibus versus a Fifteen dollar trade. Yeah, but this is one of the stories where you would you, you really should have an omnibus, somebody to put it all together for you, uh, you know, in orders instead of you know, because what's well, a task to track down everything and read and whatnot. And like, well, you know, they're doing the Golden Age Batman omnibuses. You know, Volume Four is coming out later this year. So if they're doing those, which that's a specific group of people, would only be into that as opposed to Flashpoint, where I think a lot more people are aware of or interested in it you know i would think that yeah and 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 an important point of flashpoint is that it led into the new 52 right yeah Yeah. totally that that was my next question is did it have like you know because it was such a big event did it have a purpose and and you just answered it right there is that it kind of kind of acted like you know the the crisis yeah crisis on infinite Infinite earth yeah. yeah But yeah, how that just yeah. kind of melded everything together. And- yeah. well, the cool thing is yeah. it's still important. Flashpoint's still important because um, there's been a lot of hints with comedian Budden Batman's Flash crossover dropping where there's a lot of, been, a lot of uh, hints about Thomas Wayne resurfacing as well as the Flashpoint Batman. So it's all tying in. You know, Jeff Johns, he's like uh, Nostradamus, right? He like sees 20 years down the road yeah. or something <laughs> like that. But, um, I hope they- go there in the movies too oh dude oh well well, gramps met him like two weeks ago right was hanging out with thomas that's right but you know touching on the omnibus thing too like i think of course like you guys were saying i think it would be a great idea to do it and even more so with this book because i feel like um you know with some other stories when they combine stuff like i mean they even did an omnibus for the villains month thing like you know where they did the one shot villain with this book it really is like i said you don't have to read those other ones but for people that really enjoy the dc universe and want to take it all in i think it would be a great idea even for new readers because you'd probably save money buying an omnibus as opposed to buying all the graphic novels separately Mm, Um, because there's so many and there's so many different stories so yeah i I definitely think it'd be a great idea well they they did the three the the three green lantern omnibus by jeff johns and they did the brightest day um uh, omnibus they put that out so you know i think i'm surprised i'm really surprised we didn't get a flashpoint omnibus yet i think that's really 
pod. But uh, well, I'm still good. You know how long it took them to even do the uh, absolute of Batman Year One and stuff like that. So yeah. they could always. True. And if if you want to invest into it, if you're more of uh, an issues collector, uh, a lot of shops do uh, complete sets uh, mm. of story arcs and things like that. And I I know for a fact we still have one sitting at the shop right now. Uh, just a little while ago, we put together a, a new set of Flashpoint, so all 61 issues. Yeah, that's yeah, pretty that's sweet. Wow. Yeah, my shop used to have one, too, actually. Mm, shit, man, that's a, that's a lot of sweet spots right there. I and, yeah. and another thing that I think is important about the stories is it almost like spawned a new separate universe that they could bridge some of these characters to. Am I correct that, you know, after this, I mean, they basically, you know, they've always had Earth 2 stories and stuff like that, but after this... With the success of Thomas Wayne Batman and stuff like that, they started making more of those, right? Yeah, yeah. It's absolutely. almost like a totally separate Jeff Johns universe in a way. They kind of did a variation, wasn't the same universe, but even when they launched the New 52, they brought Thomas Wayne in as Batman in the Earth 2 series as well. Yeah. Right, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It wasn't the same universe, but that definitely spawned the idea and inspiration, I'm sure, for mm-hmm. having him be the Batman in that one. And, uh, you know, it, it's definitely a great idea. It's something they should go back to. I think uh, all of the, the fans uh, that were reading at the time really, really enjoyed it. I, I haven't heard much, uh, you know, negative you know, comments or reviews on the storyline. So I think a lot of people would be open to them delving back into that universe for sure. Flashpoint is almost like Batman the Animated Series for some people where it's like, ooh, Flashpoint, that's my jam. Oh, dude, I know. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> I tell you, if Thomas Wayne Batman ever made it to the big screen, people lose their minds because Batman's toting them two big oh, handguns, boy, like, bong, bong, bong. <laughs> Thomas is the antithesis of Bruce Wayne Batman in every way. He's he's killing people. He's an alcoholic, and he he works with guys like Cobblepot. Runs a casino. Almost four of them. But 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 like opening up to Flashpoint. So basically, it starts out with um I forget in the book did it show like the Justice League isolating all of like free um the Flash's Rogues Gallery because they had those devices on them and they had to get them like away from main population. That that was in the movie. Yeah, Yeah, I know that was in the movie. That was a nice touch. Wasn't in the main book. No, definitely wasn't in the main book. I thought that was a nice touch because you have a yeah um (laughs) what you call Aquaman's like. Like sea bacteria eating away at it, and then you have Hal Jordan taking Batman and the guy up into fucking outer space yeah. to try to defuse that device, and uh, and Superman's just holding it, and he's like waiting is the worst part. <laughs> just like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wonder Woman's like pointing the the freeze gun at Cap- what was it Captain Cold maybe, and she was like you might want to suck it in. <laughs> just you know, it was super. I just I just um did a quick a rewatch of the. Um, flashpoint movie right now that just the, the writing is so damn good as well for the, when it, for the ad, adapted animated film uh it's just so damn fun i'm really glad they went there good good length too it was like an hour and 20 minutes in the movie one thing i thought was really interesting was when uh when barry sees his mom again and like for people who are really familiar with the flash comics and stories you know obviously how affected barry is by the loss of his mother the same way batman is with the loss of his parents it was really it hit home when like he he hugs his mom in the middle of the street after seeing her again when he's in this new uh, time stream and um she says something like uh, you forgot my birthday didn't you and then he like hugs her and goes I could never forget you and like that brought me right back to the rebirth special when he's hugging Wally and he's saying I could never forget you and I was just that was pretty, that was pretty, yeah. home, <laughs> that's pretty home hitting on uh, Jeff Johns really knows how to character like Flash his whole life him becoming Flash was a result of how the loss of his mother affected him. 
Yeah. Right. He, he took the the path in life that he did because uh, of his mom's death. I was gonna say, I think that is a new element of the Flash. Yeah. Um, I think in the '80s, or from what I remember. Barry's parents were still around. I don't know when they changed it, or maybe it was during that John's miniseries. I forget the. Uh, I I think it was a. Uh, I think it was like a post zero hour. Uh, yeah. Kind of change. Yeah. Mm. yeah but it doesn't take long before barry figures out he's in like it's some kind of alternate reality universe and um then they cut over to uh the first time we see um a flashpoint thomas well flashpoint batman thomas wayne and well in the animated film i don't think it was used in the book but i can't remember but in the animated film um harley quinn is somebody called yo-yo instead yeah and uh, yeah, <laughs> and and man, the first party's man, she could fight, boy. Let me tell you, like, yeah. And he, and the first thing you see is Thomas Wayne just laying way, shooting at it with both guns, like, bong, bong, bong. <laughs> and they're going, and he keeps throwing batarangs, and she's like oh, <laughs> whipping him with yo-yos or something. And and, uh, and he mentions Judge Dent, so in this reality, um. I guess Harvey's been promoted. In the comic, he has twins. His twins get kidnapped by the Joker or something like that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't think they mentioned the kids in the movie, though. Oh, shit. And uh, does, does, uh, does each uh, twin have, like, a different personality? Like a, a split uh, <laughs> it was a nice nod to Two-Face, though. Yeah. yeah. They stop fighting, and he pretty much throws Yo-Yo or that Harley Quinn off the building. <laughs> He's like, they let you know quick it's a different style Batman. <laughs> yeah, just threw her yeah. off the building. Yeah, she's like, you know, he's he's asking about, you know, where are the twins. She's like, it's probably too late. They're already dead. And he's like, then so are you. And he just tosses them off. <laughs> you know this is a different Gotham because, like, in the book, he's chasing her across the rooftop of Wayne Lucky Seven Casinos. Yeah. yeah. Where he once was a doctor, now he's just like a, a pit boss. Yeah, because instead of like Wayne Tech or Wayne Enterprises, it's just, you know, Wayne Casinos, dirtier money, I guess you could say. Like, he's just, right. you know, his whole persona his, is. Yeah. Adds on criminals. Yeah. And, then we, and instead of instead of the Batwing, he has that, uh, like a private jet kind of thing that he chauffeurs <laughs> people around to the casino with. <laughs> cool explaining how this, how, what went down for each character in this alternate universe because um you had a point where and this is like so badass but like i guess the the atlantis and amazonians had this this treaty or this partnership or this mutual understanding and in the process um aquaman started you know sleeping with wonder woman and mera knew about it and then uh oh shit yeah and this is probably one of the most badass moments and like easily in the top five of badass moments in all of dc history i think was uh well it looked like um it did look like mera was gonna attack or try to kill wonder woman for what she did and in the process wonder woman took her sword and pretty much cut off mera's head and held it up and then put on her crown put on her crown. yeah yeah that 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 was that's where they sent the bolt home when she put that crown on it was like oh later on she explains it as being not you know it wasn't wearing it as a trophy but as a warning or something like was imagine if we got that in the movie Delgado cutting off amber heard's head (laughs) someone someone needs to do some fan art or fan photoshop (laughs) or something because that would be amazing and that that's what triggers this the war between amazonians and atlantis which pretty much destroys countries and millions of lives and and like pretty much world war three is what they're calling it they sink europe don't they doesn't aquaman sink europe well they i think um, paris right because um or France. I don't know. It's weird because 
The last battle, I think, was in London, wasn't it? It is definitely <laughs> Paris, yeah, that they... Yeah, they, yeah. they take out a big chunk of Europe, that's for sure. Because even in the book, you see, like, the Eiffel Tower and the water mm, and everything. Yeah, Flash pretty much goes to Wayne Manor, and it's... I love how run down it is. It kind of reminds me of a, a Batman Beyond Wayne Manor, where everything is just run down and, you know, not, not kept up, not maintained. It's just even darker than usual. And uh, Barry pretty much has to convince Bruce, I mean, Thomas, that, um, you know, where he's from and how things have changed. He's, he's about to put him out, on, I guess, on the balcony or whatever and try to get him electrocuted by lightning. <laughs> and then Thomas goes up to him and goes, you belong in Arkham or something like that. <laughs> mm. <laughs> so this yeah. I mean, it didn't work the first time. So he kind of like burned to a crisp. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that uh, went badly. Which is kind of mm. comical. <laughs> Thomas Wayne's um, medical background, he was able to apply that and save Barry's life the first time. And, uh, to make a long story short, they wheel him out there again, and he's uh, he gets struck by lightning and is able to retrieve his powers as the Flash, his speed, um, which is pretty cool. Uh, I, I really like the dynamic between Thomas and Flash. Just really, uh, I don't know, just it's really cool how Jeff Johns thinks. First time we ever really de dealt with Thomas Wayne in this sense, other than flashbacks, like in what, 70, 78 years of history and whatnot? Uh, I, another character is a very different uh, circumstance in this is Superman. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. So yeah, that figures. He's known as Project Superman, and yeah. since you know, since he was young, he's been locked up in. Uh, who is it that has him? Uh, it's a branch of the government that has him locked up in a tank, and like he's never even seen the sun, so he's all skinny and, and weak, afraid. And, yeah. yeah, and uh, they they go with side. They get cyborg to pretty much hack their. Uh, Databases to find out where he is and Flash, Batman, and Cyborg go retrieve that Superman. And uh, Wonder Woman kills Steve Trevor over in uh <laughs> There's a lot of death in this yeah. story. <laughs> this is a freaking massacre, man. <laughs> Other big changes too in the, in the book is too for Green Lantern fans like Hal Jordan is still a pilot for the for the military and because uh, it's it shown in the book too, which you see in the beginning in the background that uh, when when the heroes kind of meet up and Cyborg's trying to get Thomas to to lead them, uh, you see that Avin Sir is still the Green Lantern, so mm. he's never died, and uh, so Hal kind of plays a role towards the the end of the story where the military's organizing them to send them in to try and take down you know Aquaman so and Wonder Woman. They send Hal in. It's pretty much a suicide mission, isn't it? He's is he operating yeah. the spacecraft in the? Uh, He's supposed yeah. to drop some sort of bomb. Yeah. Cause like in, in the yeah, movie yeah, it was yeah. in the movie think, it was like the spacecraft was it seemed like the spacecraft was the bomb but I'm not sure or I maybe it was carrying the, yeah, it. Wrong too because I was thinking in the movie didn't they change it and didn't Avin Sir actually land there but the government got his ship I don't know. and they had him piloted or something like that I was thinking. I'll tell you one like, thing though we uh we sent Hal Jordan over to Afghanistan today so fucking <laughs> oh man <laughs> I'm not even kidding dude side note memorable quote from this uh this movie was like undin unbelievably bad weather is what flash needs and then thomas goes welcome to gotham <laughs> <laughs> one thing that needs to be uh mentioned you know while he's trying to regain the the speed force is that thomas hands him this you know yellow suit flash or actually hands him a ring and out of the ring comes you know the the yellow flash suit so he kind of has to explain to thomas wayne who this suit belongs to and and how he actually ended up here in this in this universe and stuff. Right. Throughout this whole story, though, Fla um, Barry's under the impression that 
Zoom was the one who changed everything. That he was responsible right. for altering everything. Right. Yeah, he had the he had the ring, and he took it out. And he said, "I'll I'll show you. You know what I'm saying is true. I'm the Flash. Blah blah blah. Yeah. And out pops the yellow suit, and he's like, mm-hmm. "Oh." Mm. Yeah. So then Thomas was like, "That's your bad thorn or whatever. You know, trying to tell you that he's the cause of all this. Yeah. The moment you discover who is behind it all. Wouldn't it be funny if uh, out popped the Superman suit?" And fucking Thomas <laughs> <team Olympus. laughs> um, This is a little like add-in, but it was it was the funnest add-in ever with Lex Luthor and a uh, Deathstroke on that ship approaching. Yeah. The <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that Deathstroke is actually a pirate in this. <laughs> yeah, making yeah, use well. of the pirate boots and the yeah. iPad. Yeah. <laughs> Darn. Yeah. We lost him too soon in this book, though. I know. Yeah. I was like, yeah. come on, man. Oh, man. Yeah, he gets taken Didn't down by Aquaman, who is still teamed up with his brother, Ocean Master. They haven't had a falling out in this universe. That's more respectable. In the, in, in the movie, it was just fucking Black Manta, like, zapping his chest. Like, come on, man. Like, yeah. that's not giving him his due, man. <laughs> You're right. It was kind of cool with seeing, like, Clayface on the ship, too. Just, like, transform yeah. and go out. Yeah, that was I like that. That was a nice touch. Even though it was a quick little add-on, it was pretty badass seeing them all go at it. And uh, I know Gramps like this bit was when they, they did a couple of flashbacks and uh, they showed uh, the green lamppost where um, uh, yeah. Martha's holding Bruce under the lamppost. And then you see, like, Thomas Wayne just, like, pound. You know he killed him. He just pound the shit out of the, I guess, <laughs> that Joe Chill or that mugger or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, he, gave, he gave him his due, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um really yeah really oh kinda... we haven't we haven't even touched on uh martha wayne yeah, yeah that oh you mean like in that scene where she just started like laughing uncontrollably out of like, yeah yeah where when uh in standard continuity where it's thomas and martha <clears throat> die and bruce is left to become batman in this one it's bruce that dies and thomas becomes batman and martha becomes something else yeah she pretty mm-hmm. much becomes the joker like she just yeah. loses, she just loses it you know, we'll get that we'll, with the world, um, the world of Flashpoint featuring Batman. We'll get into that in a second. And uh, that's pretty bad. I would like to see more of that. I'm pretty sure we're going to get a little more of that in the future. I have a gut feeling. It was, great. It was one of my favorite parts of the book because it really, you know, shows how different a parent can take the loss of a child. You know, one can yeah. you know, take vengeance while the other loses their mind completely. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was really cool having the, his two parents going at it, basically. <laughs> it's a cyborg and um, Flash and Batman pretty much head over to uh, some part of Europe. I think it's London for like the ultimate showdown where the, Atlant- um, the Atlanteans are fighting the, the Amazonians. Man, it is a fucking bloodbath and a half, dude. Especially when Wonder Woman, Captain Marvel as Shazam, she used the lasso of truth and makes him tell her what the word is that he uses for the, uh, the powers and the enchantress and and when when all those kids pop out again, she just takes that one kid and kills him with like not even a sword, but a broken sword. You know, obviously <laughs> they don't show the actual act, but I'm just like, jeez, dude. She kills Aquaman, stabs him, and Bat shoots Zoom right in the back of the head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or uh, runs a sword through him. Tom. Tom. What was it? Superman that zapped. Aquaman's arm off. Yeah, and he kind of comes back to save the day because on the way there. Uh, Cyborg tells, uh, uh, you know, Batman and Flash about, you know, Superman and how he's been locked up by the government. And and they go there and release him and, you know, have a big battle with, you know, these government agents trying to get him out of there. And 
Superman in, in this timeline, like uh, Robin touched on earlier, he's never you know been outside even. He's never seen the sun or anything. Mm. So when he gets out, he's he's been experimented on and tortured pretty much most of his life. And so when they get him out of there, he kind of loses his you know he doesn't trust anybody. And basically, they save him, but because he doesn't know trust or anything, and is still kind of you know. Uh, taken in by everything that he sees you know finally being out in the world he just flies off and leaves them mm. and kind of high and dry and they're left with nothing for all their effort and then during the final battle he ends up showing back up because uh, i believe before he leaves cyborg or somebody tells him that he's their friend and that kind of sticks with him so he ends up coming back to help save them yeah. and uh it's really cool. It's a really interesting take on Superman. He's he's like super skinny and stuff. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he's he's a lab. He's like a lab rat. He pretty much he's a Superman that's never been raised on a farm by you know heartful people. Right, and but he's still for energy, so he's really well, weak and frail looking. Yeah, they kept him under like a red sun lamp, basically. Mm. Yeah. You know what? I figured something out. I know why Jeff Johns wrote this book because if you look in the final battle. He's got a uh, Doctor Zoom kicking the shit out of Batman, so he just wanted a book where Flash beat up Batman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, you know, Bat's but then Batman gets his due. Because you know, then Zoom kicks the shit out of Flash and kind of tells him that he hadn't killed him earlier because he needed him to become the Flash and be- create the speed force and all that stuff but then now that he has he exists out of the time mm. uh, timeline and all this stuff and he's just like saying you know i could kill you right now i could kill you in your mother's womb mm. and he's you know you can't hurt me and then you see this yep. thomas sticking that sword through his chest he's like what about me yep got it it's a base yeah, i love that point and he pretty got it. Yeah. He um, <laughs> so Bats had to kill Zoom in, in in order for Barry to reclaim all his speed force, and run to go back and change and alter everything. You know, fix everything so this timeline never existed. This doomsday well, timeline. Well, going back to where Barry Allen and I know we're going to get into this in the Flashpoint Batman, but I mean, basically Thomas Wayne's whole motivation throughout this whole thing. Is that you know Barry told him Zoom is the one that altered all this stuff and and in my world Bruce Wayne's the one that survived and he's one of my best friends he became Batman to avenge you know your death and all this stuff and and Thomas Wayne wants Bruce to live he became Batman because Bruce died so he wants Bruce to live mm. and so that's his main motivation to help Barry Allen out. Yeah, absolutely. Another one of the most home-hitting moments was when Thomas Wayne gives uh, Barry Allen the letter to give to Bruce. And, yeah. Um, yeah. And, yeah. Along that, that same vein of it, when Thomas uh, approaches Martha and tells her, you know, there's this other reality where Bruce is alive. Yeah. Yeah, that's really home-hitting, especially when Barry gives the letter to Bruce. And, uh, and now... And now we're actually going to find out. They're actually going to go more into that with the whole button thing with Batman and Flash coming up. And the with the comedian button and the note from Thomas Wayne. So that's uh, that's really heavy, man. <laughs> For like uh, you know, some hardcore fans, man. Bad fans. Uh, 
It's really intense. And then a highly recommended companion piece that, uh, that we're going to get into is uh, The World of Flashpoint featuring Batman by Brian Azzarello and Eduardo Riso. The Thomas Wayne, Martha Wayne, Flashpoint origin story, or the backstory, whatever you want to call it, um, it's just so damn good, man. Changed the way you think about the whole you know, the whole Gotham universe and what could have been if things were changed and everything. Thomas Wayne's pretty much running casinos. He's working with Cobblepot. <laughs> that's that Penguin's <laughs> 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 such a prick, man, isn't he? Yeah, that's one thing that didn't change in this world. <laughs> that never yeah. changes. One of my favorite parts about the Flashpoint universe is um, the fact that Selina Kyle is Oracle. <laughs> she got a bunch yeah. of cats on her, near her desktops and everything. <laughs> and, uh, I liked in the book, too, that uh, it seems like... Uh, well, Gordon definitely does, and then, of course, Harvey Dent, they all, you know, fully know, like, where the Batcave is and stuff like that. Like, they're really more working with Thomas than they ever were with Bruce because, you know, they know all his secrets and, and stuff like that and actually send him out to look for Harvey's kids when they get kidnapped and stuff like that, too. And I like when Thomas first meets up with Gordon. First thing he says is he tells him to go to hell. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> We're not far from Wayne Manor. Pretty much Gordon's investigating and there's like a Joker-like figure that has a child hostage. And as he approaches it, it, it turns out to be a kid in a long purple coat tied up with a gun and everything that Gordon shoots. And that brings me right back to um, the Dark Knight movie when like the hostages were dressed up as uh, the clowns with guns taped to their hands. Remember that part? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then mm-hmm. actually, if you look at um the images of Martha Wayne as the joker it's the hairstyle she's licking the blade with the blood on it just, just so reminiscent of heat ledger it's kind of a yeah you know it's and really all of azarello's joker was all he you know even his standalone joker story was all right with libra merho yeah exactly and uh, she slices gordon's neck in this jeez dude it's uh yeah yeah <laughs> this image is really cool from that from that story is uh thomas wayne batman holding mart the joker martha's hand and uh the, the, the chalk outline of Bruce with the two flowers on the ground. That was always pretty. And shout out to Water Reese, man. The artwork's fantastic in this one, too. Just, yeah, uh, definitely. Man, they got away with some shit, man, because um, he, he shot the kid. It's tough. She's, like, laying on the floor, man. That's uh, not easy to get away with in D.C. for you. But shit, diggity, why we, why do we never get a figure of uh, Joker Martha? That's a good question, man. There were so, there were so many good figures they could have done from that line. It, it's the same thing as, like, you know, I always wonder why we never got any year one figures or anything. There, mm. There's a lot of good ones DC could do. Thomas Wayne's chasing Martha Joker through the woods outside Manor, and she falls in, like, one of those little caves where bats just yeah. erupt. Yeah, it looks like she's dead, but I don't think she's dead. I'm pretty sure she's not. They could, because they could always bring her back. She, she asks, "What does, what does Bruce do after they're dead?" And then Thomas says he follows in his father's foot, footsteps. And she says he's a doctor. And Thomas says no. And then <laughs> at that moment, Martha realizes Bruce becomes Batman, and she kind of runs off. I guess she falls in that, uh, that famous uh, whatever hole or cavern that Bruce fell in. What if Martha Wayne, Joker, crawls up out of the? cavern is what if she's one of the three jokers (laughs) (laughs) that's what grams gets paid the big bucks for (laughs) i'm just saying (laughs) uh, if you guys haven't read that flash do you do you guys want to just know what what he says when he shows up yeah Yeah. okay it's it's just at the last page uh 
he, yeah, it's spoiler city if you're uh, going to read Flash. So he shows up and he remembers, like he's just kind of talking to himself, and he remembers uh, the Flashpoint, he remembers Thomas Wayne killing him, and he knows that he's in this different world now. And he references that, you know, he references this Batman being Thomas Wayne's son. Oh. And uh, oh. that he says that he's going to teach him a lesson. Oh, well, because I mean that goes back to him when he's he's doing his little fight with uh, Barry Allen. He says, "I exist out of this timeline. It doesn't affect me." So that his explanation mm. and how he can do That's something. That's awesome. Like that. I'm gonna have to start picking that up. Then that was one I was kind of like waiting for traits to come out for. But if it's gonna tie that much into the button storyline, then yeah, I'll definitely start. Flash has been really good. I've heard it has been really good. To our listeners, if it says Flashpoint, we recommend it. The stories, the tie-ins, the Azarello run, the book, um, the animated movie. It's time for the old roundtable rating system. We'll start off with Diggity. Um, Diggity, out of five prime pre-orders, how many you give it, man? <laughs> I definitely give this one five prime pre-orders. This oh, one of my favorites. Fl- flawless sure. victory, huh? Yep. And, and it, so you wouldn't change anything? You wouldn't even let Slade live a little longer? Nothing? Uh, yeah, let, I would definitely let Slade live. Sure have moment, of course, but, uh, you know, not enough to, to ruin any of the story for me. I, I still thought it was pretty flawless. I, I didn't really have any big problems with it other than that. <laughs> flawless victory. All right. Our LPC, how many um, Jersey Turnpike turnstiles do you give it? Turnpike turnstiles. <laughs> I will give it four and a half Chris Christie truffle shuffles. <laughs> <laughs> what are you shaving that half Chris Christie truffle shuffle up for? I haven't actually read the whole thing. I've only seen the movie, so I'm one of those me millennials on that level, so I have to read it. <laughs> you know what, though? I, the, haven't, the, I haven't given it to you, boy. The, the freaking movie's so damn good, though, man. Like, I love it. Just so bad. It's a bloodbath, though, man. What is it when Hal Jordan's about to fly into um, one of those sea creatures that uh, Arthur lures? He says something like, t- "Like take this, you asshole," or something like that. <laughs> I, <don't know>. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it it, uh, it honestly is, um, and I love uh, a bunch of the Batman ones they did, but it's up there. I would say even in my top three or top two of animated adaptations because. They didn't pull any punches with it either, man. It is still a really dark movie. Like they, you know, they it's, didn't it's dark, hold man. On the darkness of the story or anything. It's and it's pretty close to reading the real thing. And I'd say, I you mean, okay, think about that. These animated movies are that adult, mature, dark, and people are fucking bitching about Batman versus Superman. <laughs> Give me a fucking break, Get man. It. Stuff now because of how good I mean, freaking uh, which Deadpool's always freaking violent and shit, but you know, that movie was rated R and uh, Logan was rated R, and they've done the best pretty much out of any of the Marvel movies they've done. And I mean, there's points where you could almost give an R rating to some of these animated movies if they just if they just add a few more deaths and a little bit more violent. Killing Joke did get an R rating, didn't it? That was because uh, Batcraft's favorite scene was in the good, beginning. But I mean, it, it got an R rating. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> and and and, the, and they cut out the scene where you saw Gordon's little dong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> little <chub. laughs> 
Well, in Flashpoint, um, the movie they you got uh, Wonder Woman hang, hanging, freaking was it Steve Trevor by the neck with the lasso of truth. Then you just see his ankles twitch and his you hear his neck snap, and I'm like, yeah. oh, dude. <laughs> well, the other thing I, I would like to see DC get into at some point, which I would love, is uh, even aside from animated movies, I would love for them to do a full on freaking cg movie like the arkham trailers are i think those look fantastic and yeah, i was uh, thinking about that that would be and, pretty and cool resident evil do they do cg movies and they're great and uh they did they even did like a little right when batman brave and the bold ended that like kid animated batman show which was still really good i thought but they did a little teaser the last episode of it being a batgirl show but it was all in cgi and they did this short of her like fighting Firefly and stuff like that, and it looked amazing. Mm. It looked really good, but it was just done as a joke. Yeah, some of that CGI stuff and, uh, is awesome. And we talked about it before uh, a few years back. The uh, DC Universe online game started yeah. with that uh, cinematic. That I would I would pay thirteen dollars to go watch that uh, an hour and a half of that in the theater. Oh, for sure, man. Yeah, yeah. that that trailer. Fantastic. Mm. And then the uh, the second one that came out later, I, I can't remember if it came out uh, for one of the DLC releases of the game or if it was just from later, much later in the story. But there was that future version of Batman where like he was all messed up, yeah. half of his face was all burned up. Mm. That that was really good too. Has been. Yeah, my my go to too to recommend to anybody of what CGI could really be for a, a movie is watch the freaking Arkham Origins trailer with Batman versus Death. Oh, dude, yeah. I, my, I think my eyes have bled <laughs> yeah. from watching that so much. It like, is amazing, man. I, I can still rewatch that sometimes now. I think, <laughs> I think they're going to draw from that for the uh, the movie. And uh, quick side note, whoever sent I think Grump sent it. Uh, that was awesome. Um, the uh, Joe Man Gianello. Yeah, it was, no, oh, damn, perfect, Rob. <laughs> Thank you. I work hard. Tito, man, how awesome was that? That he was just sitting down and having uh, having lunch with the creator for possible. Yeah, for the possible. Yeah. Um, he really loves the character. So. That's all I want. That's all I want, man. I like I said before. But uh, Grumps, how many um, garlic parmesan wings from Buffalo Wild Wings do you give it out of five for Flashpoint? Okay. Woo. Man, I'm gonna be tough on it. Oh, he's uh, gonna grow. Yeah. <laughs> I, I enjoyed its own story. I enjoyed it, but I got to give it three out of five. It, uh, <laughs> it destroyed the old universe that I love and gave me the new Fifty Two, which was <laughs> great. Great. Oh, oh, oh shit! So. Well, wait, the new. I, 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 whether you liked elements of the new 52 or not it was the right thing for them to do at the time and it worked massively for them yeah and i like the, the new 52 stuff for sure but it, it is nice that they've gone back now and uh, like even for new 52 i still wish that they would have kept like the the detective and action comics numbers running like they've done with rebirth and stuff because yeah Man, they're up there, and that's a lineage. You know, to be the proud. new 52 is good for the business as a whole, I think. Yeah. yeah. yeah, some yeah good things I just didn't happen. like some of the reinventions of people's origins and, and stuff like yeah, that. But, yeah, you know, that turned out bad. <laughs> but yeah. but that's, what, uh, that's what Jeff has cleaned up with Rebirth. He's used Rebirth to, to change a lot of that back. Yeah, I know right. Free, Free's I got his arms back. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he got his sleeves back. Wesker's the ventriloquist again. That's good. 
Yeah, you know, oh, they need God. they need to they need to take that black suit off Ivy and throw some green skin on. We'll be okay. Don't worry about it. No problem. Right. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Well, three three out of five for Grubs. Hey, he didn't earn the name the Grumpler for nothing, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, oh. that's you know, yeah. just keep keep keeping it keeping it real with y'all. <laughs> Don't use his hashtag. <laughs> Grams, man, out <laughs> of five dudes, how many dudes are you gonna give old Flashpoint? Well, I I, I kind of agree with Grumps there, but um. I'm going to raise it up a notch. Um, I, I'll give it a solid four. But I will say that Andy Kubert's art is amazing in this. Amazing. I mean, yes. Amazing. I mean, mm-hmm. he nails every character, not only you know, in the, the Flashpoint world, but he draws at the beginning, you know, kind of like the, uh, the old school looking characters. He, I mean, he, he is amazing. Yeah. It's one of the best up there for me uh, well the also. thing that tells you how great of an artist and not just because he, you know he can draw with great detail but you don't even need to read the words you can just follow it along with your eye and kind of get a sense of what's going on you know with the way that he draws the story and that's that's a real credit to him he um, does he does great emotion in the faces of the characters yeah. too. Stuff. You can really tell what they're feeling just by looking at them. His Thomas Wayne is frightening. It is, yeah, totally. That's why I was glad he got on uh, Master Race because I knew he would draw a terrifying-looking Batman. Yeah. Um, no, I, I give it a four, and you know why? Because it doesn't have Hawkman or the Punisher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think Gramps just misses Jason Todd in it. That's <laughs> no, hey, that does it gets a bump up. Make it four point two five because it doesn't have Jason Todd. There, there we go. <laughs> oh God! See what you did. Now all the kids are gonna be like, "Where's Flashpoint, Jason Todd?" Yep. <laughs> Imagine that, Jason Todd, Flashpoint, Jason. Oh wait, he'd be dead. <laughs> what about? Um, all right, we we think curve out of out of five hockey pads. How many hockey pads do you give? I'm not wearing hockey pads. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it's it's a four and a half for me. It's it's so dark and so violent, but still has so much heart about it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it four and three quarters because I'm. I, I I'm just judging it as a standalone story, not the after effects of it. Sometimes you just gotta like you know focus on what this particular story does for you. And uh, I thought, yeah, like I said, I thought, I thought it was a really clever way bringing an alternate universe within like the regular universe, like kind of parallel universes with where an altering thing can change everything. And um, and I, I bumped off a point because I think old Slade shouldn't go out like that. He had his own ship, you know? <laughs> I, think, uh, I, I think Slade should have at least made it to mainland. <laughs> yeah, to mainland. <laughs> well, at least he's a pirate. <laughs> uh, One-Eye Willie went down with his ship. <laughs> <laughs> Where the fuck is God? <laughs> hey, Gotham dwellers. Make sure to stop everything right now and subscribe to Bat Force Radio. We can be found on iTunes and SoundCloud. Don't miss out. Guaranteed to satisfy all of your Batman and DC needs.